information and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Hello! Yes. Hello, everybody! Jim Price, how are we doing? Yes, sir. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing good. Yeah. Hey, uh, we've all we've been both been kind of a world world uh, travelers this last week or so. I, you went down to Missouri, or Missouri, to uh, oh, hang down Missouri? up down at Branson for a while. Did you go down there? Well, no, I, went to, I didn't go to Branson. I went to um, uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Right. Right. So good time down there. And then I was uh, uh, North Texas just for a little bit and then came back up uh, and drove home. And it was a good time. Had a had a great time with uh, with a friend. And uh, now I'm uh, back here in Minnesota. And this weekend I am heading to Rochester, New York. Well, Avon, New York, actually the home of WYSL there and uh, going to be doing a family event out there. And then I come back and I got one weekend at home. I think that's Labor Day oh. weekend, and then right. me and you both head out to Dallas for the uh, Brian Artist event. Absolutely, no, that's going to be a, a great time there in Dallas. And uh, I've been a little bit of a traveler. I apologize if you guys have missed my uh, my great boys. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, I was doing travel. I was at the Mike Lindell event. Well, I got to I broadcast live there, so I guess I didn't miss too much. We missed Friday, wasn't it? That's what it was. We missed Friday. We well, everybody missed Friday. You were gone Friday. I was gone Friday. We were all gone Friday. Uh, but I was in uh, Chicago over the weekend with um, a couple people: Scott Bennett and uh, a guy named Juan O'Savin. If you guys have heard of him, and uh, Lloyd Brunson and others. It was actually a really great event. A lot of cool people there enjoyed it. And we were in an area that was hospitable. Uh, a great church to be a part of that uh, event and talked about. You know, taking back your power, being the best you can be. So that's what I did anyway. I don't. Everybody else had their own, their own thing, but uh, that's how I was doing it. But the Mike Lindell thing. Uh, what do you What do you think about that, Josh? What's your synopsis or synopsis? Your, you know, what are you, What are your notes on the Mike Lindell thing? So uh, Jovan Politer, um called Mike Lindell out, and uh, they're they're pretty good friends. And Jovan is a um, a tech genius, holds multiple patents. Um, I worked in the tech industry and I was calling Mike Lindell out too. Um, that what he released is not going to help. It's not going to do anything. It seemed more like, hey, go give me a thingamajig off the shelf over there. We'll call it this and let's have a conference to um, to raise some awareness. I don't know. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, right. it, it didn't seem uh, unfortunately I, I think what happens is Mike Lindell um, and I love Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell's a good dude, and um, I have the utmost respect for him. But I think he has a team of people who can't say no to him. Right. And, like, right. you know, he comes up and, like, well, what if we, we create a device to monitor who's online and, and, and what devices are connected to the Internet? And people just look at him and go, okay, cool, we'll do that, right? And, and they just don't say no and say, well, but how are you going to integrate it, Mike? How, how are you going to get that connected to all the machines and – you know, how are you going to walk in there? Like you would, you're not going to be, you'd have to have cities adopt this technology. And that's just not going to happen with Mike Liddell's reputation within these cities. Um, right. So I, I think there's a lot of problems with the things that he did. And, you know, this, uh, this is multiple events 
from Mike Lindell that were what I would consider the nothing burgers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but transiting over, Donald Trump was supposed to make a major announcement today. Um, right. That got canceled. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. And I want to I want to bring this to, to everybody's perspective. Okay. Right. Donald Trump announces that he's going to release irrefutable, undeniable evidence that exonerates him from both indictments on Monday. Right. 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 Not even eight hours later, we find out Tropical Storm Hillary is forming. Okay. (laughs) Right. Tropical Storm Hillary now is being broadcast that it could be a hurricane. All of a sudden, Tropical Storm her, um, Hillary becomes a Category 2 and then 4 hurricane, right? Right. Then Donald Trump comes out and says, oh, I'm canceling my event on Monday. Tropical Storm right. Hillary somehow loses all of its energy. To, uh, the hurricane, sorry. The hurricane loses right. all of its energy from a Category 4, moves back down to a Tropical Depression, we have a 5.5 earthquake off the coast of Los Angeles. Right. And the hurricane is 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 basically dissipated. So what 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 is that one uh, that whole device thing that the government uses that seems to cause an earthquake every time they turn it on? What's that well, thing called? You have harp technology and and this is a very uh, interesting scenario. Um and, and what what we're dealing with here is much more advanced than harp. But Right. If you think about it is if Let's assume that they can create hurricanes through um, electrical dissipation within the ionosphere. By by increasing energy or pulling energy out of something, you can increase or decrease the propensity of a storm. Right. Well, I I don't think there's anything such as a coincidence, and uh, this is the the irony of this situation. Donald Trump makes this announcement as a tropical storm forms, turns into a Category 4 hurricane. Donald Trump cancels the announcement. The hurricane and then, rains then, in Vegas. <laughs> then turns into a, a tropical storm, and then there's right. an earthquake. Now, what happened to the energy dissipated from the hurricane, from the Category 4 hurricane? It was dissipated in an earthquake. That's my opinion. Well, yeah, because it can't, it can't, cha- it can't get rid of energy. You have to change its form, right? That's right. So you have all this built-up, pent-up energy. You have to dissipate it some way, right? So that's what they did? Right, but they, they were going to utilize the hurricane as a distraction from Donald Trump. Right. Boy, the tangle web we weave when once we perfect us to, to deceive. Well, how do you say that? Say that saying for me. How is it? What's that? Uh, what, how, uh, the, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive. That, that, that's it. What a tangled web we that's it? weave when we yeah. first practice to deceive. <laughs> so... Say it three times fast. <laughs> no, I'm good. But, but you know, listen. Yeah. Have you seen this? So all the fires breaking out across the world right now. All right. Right. So there's basically there's, there's not very many fires going on in the world. All of a sudden, Maui burns down. Right? Right. Immediately after that, people take to the storm. Oh, directed energy weapons. It's arson. Uh, this was done by the big real estate developers because the natives within... Loana uh, would not sell. And so what right. happens after that? Oh, there's fires all over the world. They're happening everywhere now. Magic. So is that the cover up what happened in Maui? Oh, no, it, you know, Maui was just like the first one. And now it's happening all over the world. But did you also notice that if you look through North America, mm-hmm. the 
map of the fires follows directly right. in accordance with all the Chinese balloons we've been seeing. Oh, come on. Yep, I got it on my what Twitter. What are they doing, setting up smoke screens so they can't see us? Hey, they'll never see if we if we have a smoke screen. <laughs> no, but no, just imagine that those those balloon based devices are the ones actually creating the fires. Right. Because well, are they actually igniting the uh, the natural gas uh, fissures in the ground? The, well, the, I don't the know. Maybe plums. maybe what they're doing is they're just dropping you know kind of like a uh, you know a little cluster bomb on it. Little incendiary. I mean, it, it wouldn't have to be. Yeah, it wouldn't have to be very big. You. You have this this balloon that is monitoring moisture content within the ground levels. It goes over an area and says, "Hey, this is prime for a fire. This has a you know eighty seven percent probability of spreading." It drops you know a a golf ball or a baseball sized accelerant that mm-hmm. explodes on impact and starts a fire. It, it's really right. that simple. And they you know, they launch a hundred of these balloons, but all these fires are following the exact pattern of those balloons <sighs> i don't want to play fire anymore <laughs> well, if what you is think that? i don't want to play crazy. forest fire anymore is that what we call it so I, i'm the one who looks at the strange the unusual and this type mm-hmm. of stuff so um and, and i know that a lot of people out there when i say this are gonna be like oh my god that's that's satan right um right. astrology is not satanic in any way shape or form okay um just understand that joseph was an astrologer and and you can find this within the script but this is what i wanted to say is that right now um there is a proto planet that um is called eris who is the the sister of mars and the god goddess of war of strife, of discord, of chaos. And uh, in astrology, this is moving into what's called a major node point within the cycles. And so what are node points is basically these are points in the sky where the moon and the sun would normally conjunct if they were at the same point, right? So they're points of crossing where the moon and the sun in the sky would cross. So those are called node points. And Eris is coming into a major node point, and it just happens to be coming in and entering that node point on September 23rd, and it's going to be there for a month. Well, guys, this gets a lot better. Let let me explain this. Well, not really better, but let me explain it here in a minute when we come back. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. Now, Jim, what's interesting about Eris... Uh Uh-huh. This, this protoplanet that comes in and out is it has like a 19-year a cycle, right? Right. And so the last time it was here was September 11th. The time before that was the beginning of the first Iraq war. Oh, really? And it's coming this time on the autumn equinox, September 23rd, and right. it's in a major node conjunction. Now, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a union, a Jungian astrologer. So she um, is a practitioner of Carl Jung, Dr. Carl Jung's uh, psychology, as well as archetypical nature, understanding this stuff. And then there's a branch of astrology that's based upon that. Right. And by the way, for anybody out there who's wondering, it is highly 
accurate. I, I just can't even fathom um, how crazy this is. But I was talking to her about this and like right. I got this. So it's coming into like my primary my primary um, house of my my Zodiac, if you want to call it like that. So right. it means that there's going to be probably some, uh, you know, some discord and chaos in my life during that time. But she was mentioning that, oh, it's also coming into this higher house of uh, of the world and that between September and November of this year. It's going to be a very, very hard time, and you could potentially see a whole bunch of stuff happening on this planet um, in, right. in the sense of chaos and discord. And we know that Colonel McGregor is called about a black swan event. General Flynn is called about a black swan event. I've been saying a black swan event. I've been telling people that the economy will crash somewhere between November and March. Right. Um, that between that we're going to have red October this October and that the end of the September is when things will start to kick off. And this is before I knew about this part. Well, Jim – you know, yeah. there's a, a religion out there, a cult called Discordianism. Right? What? It was okay. called Discordianism. It was created in the 1960s. Uh, okay. William Buckley um, used to used to discuss this a lot. And okay. another friend sent me that. So I had this discussion with my, my my astrologer friend, and then another friend sent me this stuff on Discordianism and Eris, and I'm like, well, that's not coincidental or anything, right? And I started going into that, and basically what these people try to promote is um, the order out of chaos, which is obviously interesting. Well, they also have what's called the Law of Five. And so this comes about – and this comes from Discordianism. But the Law of Five comes about from the five-fingered hand of Eris. And basically is everything operates in fives. And this is the holy math that, that two plus three is equal to five. And I'm not going to get into explaining all that, but everything happens in fives. Now, right. right now you have the new COVID variant, right? Right. Now, the scientific name for the COVID variant, okay, is EG.5 because it's the fifth variant of Omicron. Wow. Oh. And interesting enough, the name of this new COVID variant is what? Aries. Aries. Yep. So I, I want to tell people out there that these people understand astrology. They understand how to utilize what I would call the subtle energy fields against you. They play into the ignorance of humanity who does not understand how these things operate. And that we have Eris, which is this proto-planet that's a developer of chaos and disharmony and discord that is astrologically coming in to a major conjunction point of the world. And a month before this, what do they do is this new COVID variant, which is the fifth of a strain of Omicron, which complies with the laws of five of discordianism and is named Eris is coming in. We just saw an article last week that Joe Biden is making preparations for new COVID lockdowns. The newest Gateway Pundit article, or actually InfoWars, Biden administration is already buying COVID-19 equipment and hiring pandemic safety protocol enforcers. Yeah, this will end well. (laughs) Jeez. Come on. You can't make this up, can you? Well, and what what have I been saying for the longest time? Joe Biden is so corrupt that they can no longer hide it. 
The whole thing on Donald Trump is political weaponization. They're trying to cover it up because they know that they can't win. Right. And they need a major global distraction. Major global distraction. And what right. better way that you remember when I said this about a month and a half ago, two months ago, I said that they're going to perpetuate some type of event that allow for martial law to be produced for the electric grid or for the communication grid to go down and for them to really reset the tide of the narrative to where they right. can take off communication for three to four weeks and then when they bring it back up, they have integrated kill switches all throughout the Internet. You have to log into your ISP with biometric data. You can't access the Internet unless you go through them. And that there's sites that are blacklisted because they had enough time to, to go through wait, and wait, do that. Wait, 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 wait. Aren't you doing a biometric face recognition data on your phone already? Yeah, absolutely. They've been training us to do that for what, what the last five, six years with uh, your face recognition to get into your phone? Mm-hmm. How is that any different? They've been building that that stack of information of your characteristics and facial structure. So I mean, Jim, all they got to do wanna, is just make, if they want to look at my pretty face, I'll let them look at my pretty face. You know, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't right. bother. They they know what I look like. They know what I sound like. I mean, computers right. and these these types of machinery these days, they can just hear a tone of your voice, and they know who you are. Right. There's no hiding from the digital technology of the day. Nice. It doesn't mean completely acquiesce to its power and authority. No. The power and authority is derived through you know, who controls it. And if we understand that, then we can know who the real perpetuators of this evil are. But what I'm trying to say, people, is get ready. Buckle up, sunshine. Kansas is going bye-bye. Yeah. That's a metaphorical That's crazy, about where Jim it? lives. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a uh, okay, so why were we so why were we so demonized with the astrology thing? Remember they like, oh, don't look at your horoscope. That's, you know, that's the that's the devil, right? Um, why but yet we see that through math, we can see through the calendar, we can see through our stars, we can see all these things that go through these cycles and seem to always match up to certain things. So why did we demonize that? Why do we push that out of our society? Well, I, I think there's a lot of reasons, and, and it comes from the early church, and it comes throughout history, but l- let, me, let me put it in this perspective. Okay. What astrology is talking about is not the stars. What astrology is talking about is things that exist within you. As Carl June would have said, were archetypes. Archetypes are patterns of subtle energy that develop into personality, that develop into characteristics and skill sets and these types of things. And that throughout our life, we have a transformation of these subtle energy fields within us. And, and these have been measured and they're, they're, they're legitimate people. I mean, they, they, they actually exist. Is that your heart has an electromagnetic field that, that expands beyond your body to about six feet. That's a subtle right. energy field. Okay, we have these subtle energy fields. They do exist. When you're talking about laying of hands, when you're talking about the power of prayer over a person for healing, this is this is basically, um, you know, the the manipulation of those subtle energy fields. If there if there is an effect in the body, it affects the subtle energy field, and vice versa. Right. If there's an effect in the subtle energy field, it affects the body. And by changing the frequency of those fields, you can change the being. 
And so right. these fields definitely do exist. And then they are influenced by supplementary subtle energy fields external to us. So think about it like this is that the movement of all of the bodies in the sky, they're uh-huh. very, very subtle. They're very, very slow. But just like a pebble thrown into the ocean, its ripples go on out forever. Forever. Right. That is is as light as that force is. That force, excuse me, is absorbed by the entire ocean. And though mm-hmm. even though that that oscillation is very, very subtle by the time it reaches the shoreline of the ocean, it still right. reaches it. And so we have to understand is there's very subtle energies and movements around our planet. And our planet is like an amplifier of those energies. And so if the movement of various things around us produce certain ripples within space-time and our planet amplifies them and we are conduits for them, that means that those things can affect us. What that means is it affects the patterns within us, expressing various patterns of archetype within us. And so imagine it like there is a neurological pattern that is persistent within you that produces who you currently are. Well, what if something was able to influence that neurological pattern of expression just two degrees in a different way? Well, now you become a different person because you're neurologically expressing a different pattern. Right. Right? And and that's what we're talking about here. I mean, this can be scientifically verified. And so if these movements of these things produce these subtle energy changes amplified by the earth. You're the conduit. It goes into you, oscillates with inside you, changes that pattern within you or your archetype within you. Now you're reacting to things differently. You're interacting with things differently. And this is what it really means. And so think about when Eris comes into this major conjunction point with the planet is the planet amplifies that effect. Traditionally, if we looked at it, this brings war, this brings chaos, this brings mayhem, discord, disharmony. And Mm -hmm. so the planet's going to be amplifying that subtle energy throughout the entire planet during that period of time. Right. And it also affects certain people's lives. Matt, well, um, well, you're talking about frequency, right? You're talking about resonance. You're talking about uh, you know how we are energy and what we are is it can be affected. So no different than how we talked about they can create an uh, earthquake with energy. You can be changed as well. Nailed it. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the yes. Dark Delight Show. Jim, do you think it's really all about all this? It's all this predictable and crazy. Actually, I do. I mean, it's that that I don't know that that didn't. I got to explain myself, don't I? Uh, the sad part of this is, is that if I can go back and look at things like our religion, like our calendar, like our history, our medicine. Um, our understanding of how the earth itself really works, the fact that they've been lying to us about fossil fuels when it's actually the, the actual process of the earth that creates oil. Um, the, when I could see all this, it tells me that they're dragging us away from something. And when they're dragging us away from something, what, are the, what is it, how important 
is that something that we maintain the stupidity or maintain the lack of knowledge of who we really are? And that right there, that that in itself is enough verification. I mean, oh, I know we have we could do for hours of verifying and showing and things of that nature. But just in the pure, you know, observational, average day human being, look how hard it is there. We don't want you to know that putting your feet in the ground is healthy for you. That staring at the sun actually causes you to reset the color spectrum in your eyes and heals your eyes. The fact that wearing sunglasses actually causes your skin to burn. The fact that the stuff that, I mean, all these things, I mean, I can just go down. So it tells me, yeah, I do believe that they have been doing this purposely because of how amazing we could be, which means we don't need leadership. We need ourselves and we need each other. We don't need someone telling us to go buy an electric car and live in a 15-minute city. So no, I that's that in itself is is a verification for me. So so what do you think's going to happen, Jim? What do you think we're going to see over the course of the next uh, few months? Well, I, I think I think a lot of things are going to happen like a wet fish to the face. Somebody's going to slap you in the face with a wet fish. Things are going to it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to like what just happened to me? There are going to be things that are going to be aha moments. You're going to get say I get it. There are going to be times it's like why is this happening? And I do believe, I do believe, guys, we are go- we are not in the valley. Yes, we're on a downhill slide. We're we're <laughs> we're we're free falling. We're doing our part, right? We're just taking the nose diving off the cliff here. But I do believe there's a greater bottom to this, and it's those that have the ability to keep themselves straight and keep their minds from being consumed by you know um, selfish thoughts and things of that nature. When we go through this, I think those that keep themselves together will be the ones that succeed and prosper through this. And that's why this this show exists, is really is a transition between now and going into a better understanding of you and the world around you. But you got to have that transition. Like, oh, let's say I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. I got to get up at 4 a.m. every day and swim and weight lift and cardio <coughs> and all this. And there's a lot of a lot of pain and suffering that has to go in there for me to try to get that olympic gold medal right and then mm-hmm. so i have to go through years and years of struggle of doing without not going out and, and with the friends or going and doing this or doing that because i you know look at uh what was that uh, phelps you know that Mike guy phelps. was yeah. yeah he was eating like twelve thousand calories a day doing like a million miles of swimming a week or whatever it was because that's what he did he sacrificed his life to create that part of his life so what if you want a better life if you want a better residence you want a better world you're going to have to tear down to some things. You're going to have to go through some pain. You're going to have to go through some struggle. And once you do, it'll be great. And I really do believe it will be. Interesting. Interesting theory. Interesting. Well, I think that we're, we're in those times that, uh, that religions have talked about. I think that uh, what that really means is that there's cycles of mankind and how those cycles are expressed. And we're in one of those cycles of massive transition and change. And that there's a group of people that are trying to hijack it. And there's a group of people that are trying to expand it into something that's beautiful and great called the Great Awakening. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, as humanity, you know, we're going through this together. But so many people are just completely unaware of how this right. works and what is actually happening. And so th- there has to be some, some level of, of attention brought to these things. To understand right. the, the higher laws and how those higher laws operate and why it's so critically important that we as humanity, you know, focus on the pro- the progressive, positive change of this planet. Yeah. 
Well, and think about that. It's a positive change, but what, what do you just keep referring to? Effort. Things you have to do. Things you have to go through. Hey, I want my clothes cleaned. Well, let's see. There's no magic tooth fairy. There's no uh, genie in the bottle that's going to do it. So what does it mean? Oh, effort. Well, nowadays, and we've got a, such a great life, you just take a pile of clothes, you put it in this bucket, you press start, and put a little soap in there, and it cleans it for you. Not like the old days where you had to go and make lye, or get lye, and do all these different things, make your own soap, and then go down to the creek, and then wash them out, and then dry them out, and do all that. We, we forget how we do have an amazing access to life and what we could really pull off without a lot of effort. And that's why I keep talking to people like, this is not a lot of effort. I mean, what's the last time, you, Josh, what's the last time you made your own soap out of some ash and lye? Now, have, have you done that lately? I, I can't say I have, Jim. can't say I have. <laughs> well, let me tell you, it's not an easy process, and uh, you don't want to do it every day. But you don't even have to even think about that because you can go down to your Wally World there and feed China by buying a box of soap from them and going home and putting it in your wash machine and you clean your clothes with it. That's an absolute real thing. And so think about that's that's how easy sometimes life is, but we try to make it super complicated. We run around, around oh, I can't, I don't want to do it. You can. You can do it. Just just do it. Don't don't give excuses. Sometimes you I, I this is I will tell you guys, I've watched people all my life spend more time giving excuses why they can't do it than how long it would have taken just to have done it and had been mm-hmm. successful. And that is the crazy part. Self destruction. Well, if you got a ten year old, you you know that very well. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen, it's um, th- there's a lot of effort that has to come about in this world and what's happening and what's going on. And that if we sit around and wait for Armageddon to happen, then Armageddon's going to happen because we decided right. and we chose not to do anything. But if we, we go out there and we take that appropriate action to help this planet, to help humanity, um, then, then we get to help determine what comes next and how this all unfolds. And I think that that's one thing that you and I are doing. And I think that's one thing that, you know, a lot of other people around the world are doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at, at the end of the day is what we have is we have a, an incredible evil on this planet that is trying to usurp the planet into a state of slavery. And right. I just find it incredibly interesting because it's no longer a secret. Like their, their whole agenda is right there for the whole world to see. And it, it, all you have to do is open your eyes. And the question that I have for you, Jim, is what do you think is going to happen to Donald Trump Friday? Well, I don't, I don't think, I, I think we see a lot of posturing from what I, what I'm seeing from Georgia, when I see the amount of posturing where the sheriff is now, we don't, everybody gets a mug shot. Everybody gets fingerprinting. I wonder why did he need to come out and say that? Why was he need? Why did he need to make sure and make a point that he was going to do that? And what's gonna what's it gonna do to the base, right? So for me, it seems like they're banging a lot of you know clinking symbols here uh, with the like the county uh, the county attorney and the sheriff. I would fair to say. Do you think he's going to turn himself in Friday? Is that what the schedule is now? He, he has to turn himself in Friday. By Friday or Friday? Or I mean, I don't. By know, Friday, I don't know if they. And I okay. think that if he doesn't, uh, well, I think that if he does, I don't think they're going to grant him bail. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which I think you know where that leads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really do. I really do know where that goes. 
And I, I would be surprised if I would not be surprised. Thing is, Georgia, here, guys, listen to me, guys. I know, guys, you guys in New York. I know you guys are conservatives. I, the art of war. I am greater than I am. My enemy thinks I am greater. Um, I know in Rochester and and Avon and all these different places in Buffalo, amazing patriot conservative people who want simply to have their voice heard through voting, and their public servants to do what they've asked them to do. I get it, and I'm going to tell you now, guys, we do not have as many enemies as we believe. I do not believe the Democrat Party is is 50% of our global or our American civilization. I don't believe that. Um, I was I was in Chicago this weekend, and I didn't run into anybody who was Antifa or Black Lives Matter or a liberal or anything like that. And I was there, um, and I just I didn't see it. Now, not that I wasn't hanging out the mall with a big Trump sign saying, come and shoot me. But at the same time, I just I, I openly had conversations and it was a good time. But I do believe that we have been sold a bill of goods that we are under a greater threat than we are. And I don't think we I don't think we have that. I don't think there's many of those out there. If we just stood up and we stood pushed back against this, it all goes away. I don't know that that, that tied back in, but that's where I'm at on the whole thing. No. And and. I think you're right. I think that America actually is very unified and on the same page and that America Mm -hmm. is very, very conservative in its nature, um, especially more so right now. I mean, the more and more people I talk to, the more and more I find out like the these people that you looked at as as liberals your whole life, you know, they just they just look like them. They're actually Trump supporters and they actually want to help this country and they actually understand constitutionality and they believe that uh, the same thing that we've been talking about is actually happening. And I think that that's pretty Mm -hmm. profound because Donald Trump is the one who brought a lot of that about. And I think that if Friday they decide not to grant him bail and they do the perp walk, there's going to be some major problems in this country. It's over. I really do. That would be a flashpoint. But that's what they want us to do, though, right? They want us to knee-jerk react, and then they can go, oh, look, you're an insurrectionist. You're a... Uh, you know, you're, you're treasonous, you know, you're, you're trying to create sedition. And in reality, it's, it's guys, I, I have always said this and I've said this on the show here. I've said it on my show. The greatest refugees we have in America are those that walk out of our city, county and federal jails, city, county, state and federal jails every single day. If you go outside of your county jail and you watch those men and women walking out of there and you ask them, when's the last time you ate? Do you have a place to go? Do you have an attorney? When is your next court date? Do you have a family? Do you have a support system? And you're going to find those refugees that are already Americans that are sitting here being treated the way that our judicial system treats them, they will give you answers to no to everything on there. They don't have an attorney. They don't have a place to go. They don't have a support system. And they're getting ate up. And yet we're letting these millions of people cross our southern borders and Canadian borders and walk in through our ports of of entry. We should be ashamed of ourselves. We have an opportunity to be amazing and do amazing things, but what yet we get caught up in the idea that they can come after us, they're this, they're that, but we're not even standing up for our fellow man the way we should. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real slippery slope there. All right, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Back to the Dark Delight Show. So, Jim, tomorrow is the beginning of the Durban Summit with the BRICS nations, where they're potentially going to introduce a global reserve currency. Yay! <laughs> Which, if they do, will begin the process of de-dollarization globally. Okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that, sad. 
yeah, th that's not a good thing, though. Um, so we could be know. see the beginnings of potential economic turmoil starting tomorrow. Quite literally. Really? How fast do you think that'll roll? That roll? You think you'll see a crash in the stock market? Or do you think it'll be? Well, I think gradual? that I think that uh, last week Michael Burry shorted the market one point six billion dollars. Oh, what? Uh, so, yeah. yep, it's coming. Gold and silver, guys. That's a, that's incredible. That's incredible, really. Well, well so what time does that happen? Short that... In the market. He's not getting his money back, and that was 98% of his hedge fund money. So do the math on that. 98% of his hedge fund money he put up to short the market? Yeah, it's not his the money. Market's gonna it's fall? his investor. Yeah, it's, it's his investor's money. Well, is he going to be a hero or zero here, right? Well, so how long is he short before? Well, I think that I think like six to twelve months, but it it's coming, man. It, it, it yeah. it's coming. It's coming. Fast. Nobody puts ninety eight percent of their their entire portfolio on the line unless they have something they know. And that's not like they're saying I put a hundred dollars on it because I have a hundred and twenty dollar portfolio. This is what what you say? How much? How many billions? One point six billion. So he puts his nut in there and says his whole nuts like this is what we're going to take. We're going to do the whole thing. The whole, you know, nest egg of everything. And we're not supposed to pay attention to that? That's extreme. Yeah, nobody's really even is. talking about it. They're all looking at him like it, he's an idiot. And uh, he's the same person that during the 2008 crisis shorted the market and made billions. Wow. What would be the return? Okay, so what's the return on that, that money? Okay, so let's say it shorts. What does it mean when he shorts? How much will he, can he potentially make on that, that, that dollar? Um, it, it depends on how far it goes down. Really? But I'm assuming that he could easily two or three X his money. So he he could be into six four to six billion dollars overnight. Yes. But but who pays that? Okay, when someone shorts it like that, where does the money come from? Everybody who lost. So anybody oh, so who's invested all the in other the stock betters. market. Yeah, yeah. So anybody in the stock no, no. Anybody in the stock market. That is long on a position. So if you're if you're in a mutual fund or if you're in your 401k and and you have a bought position that uh -huh. loses its money, you lost your money to him. Really? Yeah. So they so their gains become or their gains become losses, and the, those losses to them become his gains. Yeah. So this is nothing more than the casino. It is a casino, exactly. I mean, you put your money in the one arm bandit, and then eventually, you know, you don't win. You know, the other guy doesn't win. The other guy doesn't win. Then some guy comes in, he hits the button a couple of times, and ba ding, ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a. But he had to know the rhythm or the right time to get in there, right? I don't know the machine. And if you know the machine, if you know, if you're on the backside of the casino, how easy would it be to cheat? Well, exactly. But to have that Michael Burry, he just understands how these people operate, and he's been calling right. for this for a very long time. But this is the first time since 2013, he, he called the 2013 one as well. And made it on the news that. Uh, really? Since 2013 so that, that he's put his money where his mouth is. Oh, it, it was it was in 08, it was 13? Oh, no, he did it in 08, he did it in 13, he did it in 17. Uh, he's done it multiple times. Really? And he's been right every time. <sighs> Come on. Okay, but if everything goes drops like that, what happens to silver and gold then? Uh, it goes up. Hmm. It goes up, but are we going to see that with that usdebtclock.org, that we're going to see that thing jump? Uh, uh, 
Is that going to actually move now? Remember because the, remember they took the treasury thing out of there on the well, US yeah, they, they change out various uh, um, things out of there all the time. Um, it, right. You're talking about the M2 money supply, but yeah, I wouldn't worry right. too much about observing that in the sense of this context. Just understand that when the BRICS nations create their own global reserve currency, that is ma- trying to make the U.S. dollar obsolete. If you have some type of economic turmoil during this time with the U.S. dollar, like uh, a, a global crisis or something of that nature, which we were just right. talking about Eris and all this stuff, the stock markets are most likely going to tumble. But did, so isn't the banks out there buying up as about as much gold as they possibly can off the open market right now? Well, I say yeah, banks, you, but yeah, you ones. have well, you have the um, countries, China and Russia and, and other countries buying up gold and silver. Right. Wow. See, that's and that tells me that they know something, right? They're like, well, no, nobody's trying. What, what was it? Who's dumping the U.S. Uh, Treasury bonds on the open market? What? What did we have? Some country was basically abandoning our 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 stuff on the open market. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> which one is that one it's all of them it, it, so. it's all of them even our own federal reserve right yeah our own federal reserve is not even buying their own um hey are we still doing war in uh kenya are we still doing the west africa war thing are we still is that going to be a thing or not uh well you mean north africa and is it north? uh well yeah it's north africa is where all the strife is in africa right now because well, we were over there saying that we needed to help out or something. We're getting involved. Right, and I don't know what's going to come about from that, but, uh, you know, that is the next uh, kind of proxy war that I see coming about. Well, they're going to – isn't that how they did uh, Qaddafi? You know, they went in there and said, well, Qaddafi is obviously an extremist, but yet he had gold-backed currency. I mean, he had water – Education. I mean, it was amazing what he was doing for his country. People thought Gaddafi was that. Is in, Muammar Gaddafi? Wasn't he the the flamboyant dressing guy? That yeah. wasn't. And, and, they killed and him. He, he loved gold, and he created a gold backed currency that went off of the uh, the the U.S. petrodollar, and mm-hmm. he was giving all of the oil profits directly to the people of Libya. Yeah, and that ended after he died and was uh, killed. Yeah, that guy. I, you know, it's such a, such a sad deal that we have been the people that have gone over. We put Saddam Hussein in there, and then we turn around and we take him out. I mean, yeah, he got out there. He was doing some killing of the mullahs and some other stuff he shouldn't have been doing because that was a religious bent. But we put him in there. I mean, we, took, we kicked the last guy out. Then we put him in there, and then we kick him out. Who's actually in charge over there now? Do we even know who the leaders are in Iraq or... Afghanistan or anything like that? No idea. Do we have? But you know, Saddam Hussein believed that he was the reincarnated Nebuchadnezzar, and it was his job oh, to yeah. build the Tower of Babel. I, I remember that. Which yeah. I find that you know, you got to have goals, man. You got to, yeah. you got to, you got to live up to your potential, man. You got to live up to your potential. <laughs> you know, don't limit yourself, folks. You no, know, my you mama could told be. me I was going to be somebody in my life, and I'm I found out what up. my special purpose is. Oh, that's a different movie. <laughs> Uh, he went full so, retard. Yeah, I know. Well, think about that. I mean, this guy ends up, you know, they humiliate him and all this other stuff. I, I just, I, it is a sad deal that, that we have, we, well, we fell for it, didn't I mean, you fell for it, didn't you? I mean, we believed in 9-11. We thought this was whole thing was a no necessity. You didn't I, like I, 9-11 I, I, in the no. beginning? I saw those towers coming down and I go, that doesn't make sense in the sense of physics. Yeah. Yeah, 
yeah, that was my always my that was my little uh, <clears throat> what's going on here moment, right? When I when a, a building doesn't topple over, it implodes into itself. <laughs> That's special. <laughs> yeah. Wow, your building implodes into itself when it falls down. That how did you do that? That's never happened before. I mean, when we compare that to the B fifty two bomber that ran into the Empire State Building and the office that it ran into at full speed only was not was not usable for only one day. Yeah. Now, just just put that in your math, there, folks. A B fifty two bomber at speed ran into the Empire State Building, and the office it ran into only was only unusable for one day. But yet, a metal aluminum metal tube. You see, you got to think about. It. I would I would rather I would rather a brand new plane that we have today run into a building than one of those old ones. Because old old ones, man, they were building those things like rocks. There was no giving in on Steel. those things. Yeah. So imagine that thing running into a, a brick veneered uh, steel structure uh, called the Empire State Building, and all it did was ruin a ruin someone's day, like a day. That's not even like it didn't take a year for it to rebuild it. It was like, eh, we'll put some new paint on tonight. The guy will be back in his office tomorrow, hmm. and that was it. So again, I don't. You guys, we, there's just too much of this stuff out there that we know is absolutely backwards. Um, oh, and also the Pennsylvania explosion, the the uh, plane that hit there. Remember, they didn't find any fuselage pieces. They only found a piece of fragments. paper and a passport. Yeah, because well, that's what happened. Fragments there. spread all over the ground as if that plane was actually shot down by a missile. But hey, mm-hmm. which it most likely well, was. Yeah, yeah. Well, missile? We use missiles, Josh? Why would, What? Why I don't understand that. Well, that's crazy. I mean, who knows where that plane was heading? But if it was heading right. somewhere, then that pilot had weapons free, and and he did what he had to do. But, but if they took reason, control they back over the up. plane, they could have been actually trying to divert to another airport to land it, so that they could actually get out. And they found out that the the, the people on the plane took over. They yeah. had to blow it out of the sky because now you got three hundred, four hundred witnesses to exactly happened. And how do you silence those voices? Exactly. Pop. Yeah, well, in nine eleven research, nine eleven, it was a conspiracy. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Huh? It's but, a conspiracy. Hey guys, yeah. much love, respect. God bless you guys. We'll be back with you tomorrow with another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Have a great day. Jim will be joining you here. I'll see you guys next. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here on your second extended hour, your extended lunch break here at WISL. Thank you guys so much for being here. And again, there's a lot of exhausting things going on in the world around us. And then the sad part of this is, is that they're not giving up. And and, and here's the thing. I don't think it's actually... I don't think anybody actually has to give marching orders because there are some people that just latch on to an idea, and they run off on their own. And I wonder sometimes how many things that we see in our daily lives that were affected by... I still got my echo there, Bob. Uh, as we see the 
the, this march forward. I'm wondering if the Klaus Schwabs, the the Rockefellers, the 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 Bilderbergs, the blah, blah, you know, remember I the guy by the way, guys, Bilderberg had their big meeting a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you guys got your uh, newsletter update on that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, lots of big stuff going on. Lots of cool Moloch worshiping. That's still a thing. And it actually, it still happens, and they're not denying it that happens. They're not denying that they go there and they do this worshiping thing. That's a real thing. This is like, oh, you know, yeah, that's yeah. They stopped doing that because we caught them. No, do you know there was a there was like um, I, I want to say it was like ten thousand people that were arrested in Germany. You can actually look this up, and even Google will still let you find it. But there were ten thousand, or I think it was somewhere around ten thousand people. That were arrested in Germany because they were hunting human beings in the forest. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, that whole uh, mockingbird thing. You remember that whole thing, the the that thing where they, you know, the the you know, this is a problem, folks. We have human beings that have paid other human beings to hunt human beings, and then there was a news article. There was a whole news thing that went out, talked about it explicitly, and no one said a peep. So when we think about how these people have, you know, like we're thinking about, oh, what are they doing next? Who's who's in charge? Who's doing? I mean, granted, guys, there are meetings. There are people that that want things done. But even though a board of directors of a corporation say that they want to see X, Y, Z happen, a lot of times how that process gets done is not is not prescribed by them. Because the bureaucracy, the the levels of people, the different people, the people who believe in the mission who don't even know what the mission is, but they believe in the mission. They're going to put their little extra effort into it. They're going to put their little slight on it. They're going to put their little bent on it. And that's why t- sometimes we, 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 we think about like, well, what do you, what does McDonald's want? Right? What, what did McDonald's want in the beginning? Well, they wanted to sell a lot of hamburgers. Now I'm sure if I went back and talked to the Koch brothers, the original Koch brothers of McDonald's or talked to the original guy who started McDonald's, and I'd say, hey, do you want to go out there and try to feed human human meat to people and put poisons in the food and start using vegetable oils to cook everything so the estrogens in people's body skyrockets so they can no longer have babies and they have ovarian cancers and cysts and fibrous tumors and, and all this other stuff? And they'd be like, no, that's not what I wanted McDonald's to be. I just wanted to sell some cheeseburgers, man. Make some money. I want to dominate. Cool. But I don't want to do it. To, I don't want to kill people. Well, in a lot of ways, I don't think that Klaus Schwab and those guys are are worried about killing anybody. I think that's absolutely, you know, the if they had their dreathers, they'd just rather push the big red button and then go live in their bunker because they're cool with that. You know, they don't need you guys. And you guys don't make them happy. You don't bring them pleasure or joy other than to watch you guys suffer. So this is the thing, right? We we have We have people who believe in the mission of climate change. See, they're the useful idiots that run out there. Climate change, climate change, climate change, oh, climate change. And they're going, and the guys who went back and started that, who rang the bell initially, are going, man, I could have never have thought to do with this, what these people are doing. The amount of destruction and discord they're creating, congratulate, I win. I am, I, I never would have thought that I would have had a bunch of dummies following me out there to go after climate change the way they have. And I believe that we have a lot of people who, again, like I said, they they in the beginning the guy's like, "Hey, did you hear that the Earth is going to overheat? We're all going to die." 
And then they're like, oh my gosh, oh, I believe that. I believe the world's where we're all going to die. Oh, it's those big trucks. Oh, it's the, it's the smoke that comes out of a diesel. Do you guys know the only reason that we started dumbing down diesels with no horsepower, with no efficiency, with no longevity of the motor is because some little somebody, man, woman, it, whatever they want to call themselves, bothered to say, why does all that black smoke blow out of that bus or that truck? It makes me... <laughs> Off, I'm my throat sore. <laughs> it's the diesel smoke that makes it owie for me. Do you guys know that that's the only reason that we don't have efficient burning diesels today? Do you know that's the only reason that we actually are polluting and putting toxic chemicals into the environment is because the dummies who said they don't want to see the black soot coming out of a diesel engine, which falls to the ground and is absorbed by the plants, the exact process that actually helps the earth, that they said, I don't want to see the black smoke. Do you know if it's not blowing black smoke, it is polluting the earth? Now think about that. Well, no, Jimmy, you're you're stupid. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I've had enough. I've heard your crap, and I'm done. Today is the day I'm turning off. I'm done. I'm not going to play this game with you, mister. I know what black soot looks like. I know it's killing me. I can tell. I can feel it. You're weird. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I have been in construction and, and a guy that kind of likes to tinker with things. And I like horsepower. And I like things that go. Grrr. And I will tell you, folks, if you have a diesel and you put a, even a regular diesel, but if you put a turbo on there, you will multiply the horsepower and the efficiency of that diesel to the point where your little your little meep, meep, Prius that you ride around in, your little Tesla where you're smelling your own farts and you're like, think you're so great. I, as a diesel owner or someone who has owned diesels in my past, diesel equipment, diesel trucks, diesel pickups, will tell you that the EPA crap that I have to take off of my truck slows it down, makes it less efficient, has to have the motor rebuilt more often. But someone answered a question that somebody said, When that black smoke, that what makes me coffee. I cough and my asthma gets exacerbated and that's why asthma is an asthma thing and I asthma and I asthma. You, you're the problem, asthma! The sad part of it is, is that asthma is a modern day illness. Being poisoned by Roundup is a modern-day illness. Having cancer is a modern-day illness. All brought in by the industrial age, the chemical industrial age. Now, guys, I will say right now, there are certain chemicals I understand that they have, they have created a benefit to society. But when you have the long-term exposure of glyphosate or glycophates into your body and you start becoming gluten intolerant... I can't eat that bread. It makes me puffy and red, and I get all, ooh. Let me explain something to you. You're not, you're not, you don't have Crohn's. You don't have IBS. You don't have celiacs. You're not gluten intolerant. You're glycophate or glycophate, and you're glycophate poisoned. Your body has met a point of, it is so heavily compounded with this chemical that every little, uh, a wheat protein will push you over the edge? A wheat protein is what kills you? Seriously? It's because of the glycophate, the glycophate's in the oats, that's in the wheats, that's in the barley, that's in the soybean. 
that's in the rice. They spray it on there, so the, uh, they spray Roundup on it right before harvest, the last thing that those berries absorb. They spray that on there so it will do long-term storage in the silos. That's what they're doing. They're using that at the very end. And what's the and so the last thing that absorbs is this. And then what's okay, so then it goes into your body and it keeps trickling in and trickling in and trickling in and it drips in and it drips in and it drips in. And next thing you know, you're all fat and you're all swollen up and you've got celiacs or you got Crohn's or you got IBS. You got all these things. Why? Because they've poisoned you slowly. And you ingest it because you think that your rice, you think that your oats, you think that your barley, you think that your wheat is all nice and clean because it's organic. It may have been organic at some time, but when they throw that glyphosate, that Roundup on there, no longer is it organic. But they don't have to tell you that part, do they? Because that's storage. That's not growing. All right, guys. We've got a commercial break here from WYSL. Be right back here in a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. Thank you guys so much for being here at WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price. Guys, this is your world, man. I mean, you okay with this? You all right? All right, yeah, check your pulse. You're fine. You're alive. You're doing good. Uh, so I got to uh, echo Bob. Well, you know, guys, I've, I've really been... I've been really been happy with you, you and I. And I, I know that's not what you want to hear. I've been happy with you. Nobody wants. To, hey, I'm happy with you, bro. But I have been in contact with people from upstate New York. I have been in contact with people from Buffalo. Uh, Randy Barber was a gentleman I met at the Michigan event when I was there with Jim Caviezel and uh, Tim Bollard, uh, and he showed up. And we got to talking, and he's like, well, I'm from Buffalo. And, you know, there's this this Buffalo station that doesn't want to hear, you know, they supposedly are conservative, but they don't want to they don't want to talk about voter integrity. They don't want to do a debate. They don't want to this. They don't want to that. And I'm like, well, you know what WYSL does? We talk about it. We get it out there. And he's like, well, you know, we got to have we got I, I, we're doing this voter integrity stuff and we got this information. We got that. I say, well, there is a lot of great people. Up there in Rochester, Avon, all kinds of places up there. I said, why don't you, you know, you get in touch with these folks. And so I think, actually, I do believe he will be calling in on Wednesday. Uh, I do have a caller out there. Uh, is it John? Is that right? John, you there? Dave. Dave's oh, not I, here. I, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> hey, man. Dave, how's hey. it going, buddy? I, uh, good. I I, uh, I heard about that glyphosate spraying that uh, too many years ago, and I was mm-hmm. under the impression that it maybe I'm not saying that you're wrong because you very rarely are, but um, yeah. it was to facilitate fuel economy upon harvest. You know, it's easier to to chop up some dead uh, green than it is a nice green stuff. Oh, um, I'm sure that's a that's that? a. I, th- I I believe that would be a part of that. You know, because you're going to dry it out, you're killing it, right? You're, it's not going to absorb any more moisture, so you're going to get a good moisture content. Um, so you're not bringing in tonnage of water, and you're not going to have to leave it in the field, and you have to dry it or air it out. Um, these are all positives to that, right? When you kill it out, you kill out the grain, you kill out the plant, well, there's no more moisture, right? So you're right. getting your moisture content right, you're keeping the, the funguses and bacteria down, and it's easier to travel with it. I think it's a great idea, but except for that little part where it kills you. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that, the death is the unfortunate part, you know. But I'm, I'm yeah. with you on the diesels. I uh, just bought a new tractor, and uh, right. I was reading the manual. I know guys don't do that. And they recommend right. 45 to 55 cetane. The only thing I could find at the pumps around here is 40 or 42. It's crazy. I found some booster. Guess what? She right. runs 90% better. Really? But see, the yep. thing is, think about that. Be- because they are the government's in the way, you have to now not only buy the fuel that the government's bothering to tax to death, now you have to go buy another alternative product off the shelf, which is probably fairly expensive, again, probably regulated by the government, to boost the crap that the government is driving down because the government's involved to begin with. I mean, how stupid is that? Exactly. It's, there's like 90 octane. Uh, if you run that ethanol, you're not going to kill your lawnmower, your weed eater, your snowblower, whatever. Yeah, we have snowblowers mm-hmm. up here. Um, yeah. But you run that 87 with 10%, 15% alcohol, ethanol in there, you're going to beat your small engine to death. Yeah, yeah. That they, People don't realize that ethanol destroys the, the, the plumbing of your motor. The hoses, different uh, types of diaphragms and things that are inside of your motor it dries them out. That's why you have fuel problems, fuel uh, distribution problems. You really don't have in carburetors. I mean, what was the uh, Dave, what do we have in carburetors? What did we ever replace? Maybe a jet, maybe a float? You, you right. adjusted Usually it and it moved on. the float would break down, and then that would be about it. And you'd, have to, you'd have to adjust your jetty once in a while and then make sure yeah. they were clean, but that was it. Yeah, and that means, yeah, make sure it's clean. And if you're putting a good uh, fuel filter in there, that really is never a problem, right? But yet we don't right. we don't think about how simple that is. We've gone way away from this. Those high pressure fuel rails we have. Do you guys, Dave? This is David. This is one of the things I've come across. Okay, I could put a hydrogen system into my 1971 F one fifty I have in my driveway right now. I could put a little jug with some baking soda water, two electrodes, hook up some low voltage, and then the, take a hose and put it in the top of the carburetor. And I could put hydrogen into the carburetor of my truck and create more fuel efficiency and more horsepower, right? Okay. Now, if I go to my new truck, or let's say I go buy a brand new, brand new Ford diesel truck, 350, boom, I buy it, right? Well, I can't put hydrogen into my diesel engine because they use high-pressure ionized fuel systems. So I can't put a passive hydrogen gas into that to supplement it because they created a, a captured sealed unit. So I can't put hydrogen in there to create a more efficient truck. Do you see how that works? See, oh, they, yeah. they've, they're, I, I they're creating that. this. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got a 70 GMC, so we won't go back and forth about Ford and GM, but um, exactly. <laughs> <I win>. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, You know, John Deere started this crap, and they lost, but you can't even legally – to maintain your warranty, work on half of these new vehicles anyway. Right. It's crazy. Well, and see, the thing is they're creating dependency, right? So if you, they hold the computer program, if they hold the technology, if they hold the parts, then you have to go back to them. It's creating you dependence on them, and then they control you, and they can charge you whatever they want. Well, yeah, exactly. And then BMW, if you buy the car with the heated seats, they, after three right. months they start charging you 9 bucks a month to maintain your heated seats. Excuse no way, me? they do I not. It's mine. What? <laughs> yeah. They, they charge you for heated seats? Yeah, there's company car companies out there now that you get all the bells and whistles, and then you get this nice trial period like your uh, XM radio or whatever, then you have to pay right? to maintain those options. Come on. Is that social credit, pl- is that social credit programming right there? 
Uh, well, if you're good be, enough, you can have heated seats. Put hand warmers in your pockets. Many <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. I did not realize we're doing the subscription to heated seats. I, we, oh, uh, okay, so yeah. who asked that question and who answered it, right? And that was the one they right. came up with? <laughs> God, I, I wow. thought the Columbia... Um, Columbia Record Club back in the 80s was, you know, that was bad enough, you know, you get hooked into that, but, you know, you're hooked into yeah. your heated seats and you got to pay old Klaus Schwab's relatives money to maintain them. Wow. So you buy a car, pay taxes on it, pay tags on it, pay insurance on it, put tires in it, maintain it. Oh, and then I have to have a subscription for my heated seats? Mm-hmm. Are we going backwards? <laughs> We're not doing a good job right. here. Well, Dave... I do appreciate your call, and uh, man, it's good to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling in on that. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, fight the government, I guess. I don't know. Take that EPA yeah, stuff well, off keep, your tractor. Keep up so the good better, work. Uh, gas I money. got a lot, a lot of friends that I've turned on to your show, and uh, and they appreciate it. it. It makes their day. Yeah. There's too much conservative talk radio that's doom and gloom. You guys seem to hit the facts but still put a positive spin on it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we got to win this thing. So I, I could tell you about the the body count, but let's figure out how to give them a body count. Let's let's put us on the victory side. So absolutely. Right, well, Dave, right. thank you we so much for the call, buddy. The yeah, what's yeah. that? Oh, all right, sorry. All right, thanks, Dave, for the call, um, guys. This is a this is a thing that we have to be realizing up front. We have to win this. We can win this. And I think me and Josh were alluding to a little bit of that in the, in the first hour is that, you know, what does this look like in the future? Well, if we get all of our stuff right, we do, we do a good job, and we come out of this on the other side, we will be the survivors. And I say survivors, I mean, do I mean it like in the, you know, Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome? Do I mean it in the, you know, the end of the world where, you know, that whole thing? Kind of. Kind of. I don't have the monster truck and the shoulder pads and the, and the football helmet. I, I need to go to the, the secondhand store. I need to go to the DAV or uh, Goodwill, see if I can get me some, like, shoulder pads and a, a helmet. I don't know. I don't know where, I, where do you get monster trucks? Is there a monster truck? Do they just – I'm going to have to go get a monster truck. You know the whole end of times thing. You got the monster truck that shoots, like, the flames and all that stuff. You know, you got to do that whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, I've gotta, I'm going to have to work on that. That's my – I don't have my end of times kit yet. I don't have it complete. But what I'm saying, folks, is that we can la- we can we can laugh about this, and sometimes I mean I get a little I get a little pushy on some of the stuff, and I get out there. But in reality, if we normalize this conversation about what it's going to be and how it's going to be, your mind is mentally prepared for what could happen. And I'm seeing a lot of things going. Like I said, I was telling you in the first segment there, and I didn't mean to run Dave out, but and I forgot he was on the phone too. So you know, dementia. You meet new friends every day. Um, anyway, sorry, I, I don't, <laughs> that's just my joke. That's my joke. Uh, it's meant for me to laugh, not for you to laugh. Uh, it's my thing. But I'm, I'm, I get, I got a letter from you guys this last weekend. And by the way, I do apologize. If anybody has sent anything to my PO box in the last week, your federal government, the USPS decided that my credit card that I used to renew my $68 PO box um, didn't go through, and they shut down my P.O. box, and then I had to personally go in there to reassign the P.O. box back to me. Then they wanted to revalidate my address, and my they had to bring in a bill. I had, oh, I took them my uh, tags. I had my tags, and she's like, well, this expires. And I'm like, it can't expire. It's the tags on my truck. And she's like, well, no, this expires. And I'm like, well, what about the address? Does that address expire? Well, it's not current. 
I'm like, you're the post office. How is it you don't know my address and who I am? I'm giving you my my D- VA disability card. I'm giving you my driver's license. I had my passport. I had my registration. And the lady would not let me turn my P.O. box, box back on. So because I was traveling these last couple of weeks and, you know, the last thing on my list is to go down and talk to the post office. Um, I may or may not have missed some letters, but I did get one here. And I am going to tell you right now, I am more than honored by this, you guys. And I got I got a few letters I got to respond to. So I know that I have not been doing my job. I apologize. Maybe I just, you know what I, I thought about I was like on the plane? I was like, oh, man, I wish I had some paper. Who carries around a notebook and paper anymore? I mean, we put everything on our phones, right? We tap, 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 tap. But anyway, you guys, you guys have sent me a couple letters, and I need to be a better correspondent. I'm going to get back to you guys. I do promise that. I do promise I will get back. But I did get a letter, and I'm really, I'm really happy to have this letter. And and she wrote out what she was going through and the things she was seeing and some meetings she went to. And I am so proud of you guys for getting out there and being a part of this, and then being discerning. Now, not every group you go to that says they're a conservative is going to be who you want to be with. You have to have discernment. See, that's the stuff we talk about here on the Jim Price Show, but also on the Dark Delight Show, on the Red Pills Project Show, all this with Josh and Jim. Talk about discernment. Be a better. All right, guys, a commercial break coming up, and we'll be right back here in WYSL. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for hanging on at that commercial break. Guys, the world is yours. Understand that these people are not your leaders. They are your servants, and be mindful of that. I do have a – there was an article that went out or went uh, went around, and I don't know if you've already seen this, but there was a gentleman who decided on his bicycling uh, excursion that he does on a morning, a daily morning thing, he puts his little foam helmet on and he puts his little riding little glasses on that are all like Oakley and he, he puts them all on his face and he gets his little riding shorts on where he has his little pad for his little butt and he puts his little tight shirt on and he gets his little bicycle out and he puts his little flashy light on there, picky, 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 and he goes out riding. Well, he decided that he was going to go by and he was going to kick down a Trump one sign. And he rode up into somebody's yard on his little bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. Well, anyway, this gentleman in his little unitard, leanitard, whatever man, whatever thing he did here. And it's actually a matchy matchy top and bottom. So he obviously coordinates um, and he takes care of uh, his fashion sense while he's riding his bike. And he decided to ch- to turn to uh, go ahead and set fire the Trump one sign. Okay, now it catches fire. No, wait, 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 wait. So he comes by, he kicks it a few times at about seven a.m. and it shows it on the video. I'm watching it right now as I'm talking. And he uh, he goes there, he tries to kick it, <laughs> and you know he's you can see he's just really you know, frustrated. <laughs> and so he kicks at it. But then it shows him coming back at 4.20 a.m. on February 18th, and he's setting fire to the sign. Do you know what arson? Did you know that arson penalties are higher than death pe- than uh, murder? Did you know that? To be an individual who sets something on fire is a greater sentencing than to hit somebody. Yeah, arson charges are a real thing. And they, guys, you want to... 
you go look up sentencing for arson. They don't mess around. Arson's a big deal. Well, anyway, this gentleman comes back at four something in the morning and he sets the thing on fire. Now, here's the problem with it. It may or may not have been because he was politically motivated because, you know, people just randomly set fire to signs all the time, right? Or was it his vitriol for Trump? Now, this little, like I said, this special individual with his little bike riding shoes and his little unitard uh, matching top and bottom, well, they found him. And this gentleman, if taken seriously, may be finding himself a real problem because they don't mess. Because here's the thing. Let's say the sign itself, when it catches fire, okay, catches the grass on fire or catches the house on fire or catches the American flag next to it on fire and someone is killed. This is why they take arson very seriously. But this individual decided he wanted to go because he's a big tough guy and set the world on fire. I am going to um, keep track of this to see how things are going as we go through this. But anyway, let me do this. There's an article out there that says, Self-described misinformation expert Carolyn Orr, Bueno, Bueno, says berating federal emergency response in the, La Jolla, uh, the, in the Hawaiian Maui uh, experience is right-wing uh, narrative. Okay, now, this individual... Is this Carolyn? Okay, by the way, she's a PhD, so obviously she's really smart. Carolyn Orbueno, PhD, is a self described expert on disinformation. Now, she wants this individual, wants your government now getting involved um, because right wing narrative disinformation comes only from China and Russia. So, I guess I need to say that I am Jim Price from China because I'm not from Kansas. Well, Kansas is like China. We are we are so screwed over here in Kansas. We it's such a blue state. I know you guys in New York, you guys got your you got your lefties out there and it's being ran by that and all that stuff. At least they're telling you. We're going through the exact same thing in Kansas, except for everybody here's asleep because it's a Republican state and we're getting what we want and everything's fine and dandy. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha, hoo-ha. No, it's not. It's not fine and dandy here. Anyway, this lady says that when you hear of things like government burning down you know, Maui, um, that's, that's coming from China and Russia. So, uh, wait, so I'm China? Or am I Russian? I don't. I, do I get to pick? Do I do I get to pick to be China or Russia? I think I, I think I'm okay with being Russian. I don't know. I don't know the language. I don't know Russian either. I was getting ready to say I don't know Chinese or Mandarin. I could probably figure out Russian, couldn't I? I, I mean, is it that far off? Can we do it? I I don't know. I just I don't know. Maybe I can. Oh, know what? I know what I want to be. I want to be Ukrainian because I want to be a billionaire. And if anybody knows that being Ukrainian makes you a billionaire. You know, that's that's the key right there. So, yes, I am kind of Russian um, because I because Ukrainians, 95 percent of all Ukrainians speak Russian. So I guess I I'm I'm kind of Russian. I lean to the Russian side. Is that, is that can I do that anyway? So this is what we're going to do. So her her comment, this is her quote uh, that China and Russia are amplifying the right wing narrative. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> Uh, she says, why didn't the government uh, activate the emergency sirens or uh, divert water to support firefighters? 
Why is FEMA, with a $30 billion annual budget and 12,000 employees being uh, outperformed by volunteers in the Maui thing? This is, okay, this is, this is China. These, these comments are coming from China and Russia. <laughs> why is the government spending $115 billion to, or why is the government sending $115 billion to Ukraine while offering La Jolla families, uh, um, or so what, sorry, Maui families, $700 per household? That is kind of an insult, don't you think? You just lost your beachfront property, which, hey, granted, if, you're going to, if you want to live on the beach, you got the money for it, go for it. Um, but to say that you're going to get a $700 check, so when you get that $700, bucks, what what did you sign away? What did you give away? Is that their ability to come in and do eminent domain on you? And then, yeah, yeah, watch how that money gets attached. There's little tentacles in all that stuff. So this is this is all, everything I'm reading here, this is actually from... This is China and Russia saying this. Not Americans, not conservatives, not people who care about people, but this is China disinformation. The other one here is, uh, let's see, what is this one here? Oh, yeah, she keeps going on. She just cannot help herself. Her This is her comment. Uh, China and Russia are amplifying the right-wing narrative. And over and over again, she just can't help herself but talk this way. But think about what she's doing. This individual has does seem to have a lot. Let me see how many followers she has here. Oh, 439,000. Guys, I've only got 3,000 followers on Twitter or X or whatever they're going to call it now. I'm tired of changing names and stuff. Okay, my Twitter, The Jim Price Show, only has, I can only get over, I am so black. I am so blacklisted on Facebook, or not, oh, well, Facebook too, but on Twitter. Uh, my, I have my original account and they didn't get, they didn't chop me off. They just don't let me keep people. I drain about three to five. Now, this is, this is, listen, guys. Three to five people get kicked off of my following every single day. I watch it. I watch it on my page. I can literally watch it go down as I'm watching my page. Um, if I watch my own videos on Twitter, I don't get any views. <laughs> but anyway, this individual, she's got a check mark because, you know, why not? And so do I. I got a check mark. It's 12 bucks. Who cares? Uh, 439,000 people listen to this individual. And uh, let's see where else we got. Just in case you this place burns down, here's where you can find me. Oh, so she's worried that Twitter's not going to let her have her platform anymore. She's, she's talking about Instagram, website, stack, uh, Substack, and I guess Medium. What's Medium? What is that? Is that a thing? Ugh, search Medium. Medium.com. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Anyway, she's worried about getting kicked off Twitter. I don't know why she would do that. She seems to be a really nice person. Uh, let's see. The FEMA response in Hurricane Andrew showed that the federal response plan is not adequate for dealing with disasters. The problems in Hawaii go back decades. We choose to let the uh, let them fester. Uh, so she's blaming uh, Hawaii on Hawaii. Yeah, you guys are the problem. Uh, let's see. 2018 FEMA report looking at the agency failure in Puerto Rico. Even FEMA said FEMA is unprepared, specifically in situations like Hawaii. It actually... It actually called out Hawaii that that's exactly where they have a weakness, and then that's what burnt down. See, this is the part where I, you guys, they tell you what they're going to do. They really, really do. Um, she just can't stop this. She's really going, I mean, these are, this is post after post after post of her just not, you know, this is, you know, it's the right wing extremists that are talking about the government's the problem. And by, she's, she's blaming let me do this, guys. She's blaming the, the Hawaiian people 
for the ma- the disaster, the fire. For and then by the way, the governor of Hawaii or whatever, I don't know how those all those islands work or whatever. He said that there's a thousand missing people. There's a peep there's a thousand missing people they have no account for. So there's a thousand at least dead people or trafficked people. I don't know what happened to them. But remember, remember, you know, uh, Oprah's house did not burn down. Remember <laughs> that the people that who have houses in that area that are part of the WEF, some of the executive directors of the WEF, well, they have houses in Maui as well. Along that little shoreline there. Oops, their houses didn't burn. This individual's trying to say that it's the it's the individual's problem in Maui. The people who own the houses, they were the problem and why the wildfire happened, but not at Oprah's house. See, they're the problem. They're the guys. <laughs> this is some gaslighting, redirection, deflection crap that I cannot make up. This individual believes that you are the problem because you do not rely on the government because the government is the answer. And the government said, well, we don't have the ability to get there or do what we need to do. And so the people should have moved away or prepared themselves better because it's their fault. Now, is it their fault or is it a direct energy weapon that showed where certain buildings or certain trees burnt or did not burn? This is, this is the part where you have to really slow down. And what I'm going to tell you tell you right now, like I said, the very right before the break, you guys have discernment. You guys have decision-making skills. That's why we're here. We're going to make a difference. All right, guys, a commercial break coming in with WYSL. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here on WYSL. Guys, you have always been the answer. And, I, and when I get these letters like this, and I tell you what, um, I, I'm a, it, this, is, uh, this is from uh, El, um, Ellen Turner. She is a fantastic fan here. Guys, I'm not saying that you have to write me a letter to be a great fan of the show, but she really took the time. And she actually drew me a picture of her audit sign that she has in her front yard, New York State Elections. 338,356 more votes than voters, auditnewyork.com. And I love the fact that she put that on there, and what a great person for doing this. Guys, we miss, I miss out, I miss letters. It makes me want to write a letter now. I really, and I know I said I would, and I'm going to get back to her and a couple others that you guys have written, so thank you guys so much for what you guys have done out there. This is a little bit crazy that I have the other side of the world, your enemies, this Carolyn or Bueno, she, this is one of the, like, I'm reading, I'm going to read her texts or her tweets. This is, I mean, this lady does not stop tweeting, by the way. She is killing it on the tweeting. So some person wrote out E, um, it's A-E-R-E-E-C-A-H. Um, that's their Twitter handle. Oh, by the way, guys, listen, my P.O. box is up and running. I know I was complaining about the government before. Yes, they took my $63 so I could have my P.O. box back. And yes, they have it. And obviously I did get Ellen's uh, letter so if you have sent something and it did get returned, just send it back. Tell them, you know, or just resend it. I apologize if you've done that. And uh, it was sent back because they were like, well, we will not hold your mail because your account is not valid. And I'm like, I'm out of town. Why are you doing this? You have to come into the post office and verify who you are. You knew who I was when I had the last one. All right, stop, Jim. Okay, shh, shh, shh calm down. All right, here we go. All right, so Carolyn, this is, uh, this is your enemy. This is what your enemy believes. So Carolyn is responding to this tweet. Here's the tweet. It's right wing. It's right wing to point 
out the complete failure of the U.S. to do anything but grease the wheels of war. Um, sure, Carolyn. And so she was talking, or Car- she was talking to Carolyn. So Carolyn responds, and so she's like, <laughs> "What? The government doesn't fail." <laughs> so she says, "So first of all, exploiting another country's tragedy for propaganda purposes, i.e., China, Russia, is an act of provocation." Oh, so you want to use the red button because China and Russia are saying that our government sucks? Okay. Yeah, that's child that no that's what governments do is say other governments suck. That's what they that's their that's their MO. And then she goes on, secondly, I correctly I correctly labeled it right wing because it's it was spread by right wing accounts. It's a very it's very complex, I know. Well, um and then she corrects the la- corrects the person. Also, it's Carolyn because the person called her Carol. <laughs> That's the cross. Yeah. And then so she's this is okay. She gets all lippy, you know, first comment, second comment, and then goes, also, it's Carolyn. <laughs> it's Elizabeth with a Z. Are you kidding me? So you're going to talk like world politics here. You're going to be out there like trying to show that you are standing on top of some amazing information. You're dig- you're dignified. You're above the fray. You're not being childish. You're you're showing the world a better way to a, a better understanding, right? You're just amazing, Carol. I'm going to call her Carol from now on because obviously that's what gets her going. That gets her going more than the fact that her own government does not want to help or has kill people in her own country and she's okay with that but this is the way she thinks i i do not understand this the idea that we are just uh to just roll over and let russia and china engage in acts of information warfare against u.s citizens without ever pointing it out because we dare to publicly name it oh so wait are you calling out russia or china or are you calling out right wingers so wait is it so because I believe that DARPA has a harp machine that can create a massive earthquake in Turkey and kill a lot, a lot, a lot of people, that means I'm in a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Russia, China. Again, I, I think I want to identify as Ukraine. I just need, I need billion. I want to, I want to get some of that billion dollars. We're almost at, th- guys. Let me. By the way, I read that quote earlier saying we got 120 billion dollars going to Ukraine. That's just the latest installments. We are almost, if you're doing the tabulation across the years here, we're almost at $300 billion that has gone to the Ukrainians without any accountability, without any movement forward on us supposedly winning a war. We have lost, guys, this is, it's like we're trying to compete against McDonald's and we're losing year after year and we're just still going to pour billions of dollars in there trying to compete against, I'm not saying McDonald's is worth fighting for or fighting over or fighting against, but I'm just saying, if you're in a business war and year after year you can't make ground and and you're trying to fight back against McDonald's and your McDonald's is winning year after year, are you going to keep throwing billions of dollars at it to try to win the the cheeseburger wars? See, the problem is, all right. Hey, uh, we do have a caller coming in, Jackson. Uh, Jackson, you there? Yeah, hey, I, I have no doubt that was a direct energy weapon call me a crazy conspiracy theory well, know, are you balloon, china or russia you, you you can tell by the surgical burning of the uh-huh. direct where they wanted to burn out that beach 
take care of yep. mom and pop who owns really valuable property on Maui, and they're going right. to rebuild Maui as a AI smart city prison. And look how beautiful the AI city prison is that we rebuilt Maui with, is what this yeah. is. There is no question in my mind that is a surgical fire, just like the, the wildfires of Northern California the past couple of years, and yeah. a few other side notes. I have no doubt the globalists are sending us some kind of poisonous smoke with the Canadian fires this, this, this right. summer. I have no question they're loading our lungs with something. And if you right. take note, Trader Joe's has had a bunch of metal recall in their cookies and whatnot, okay? What? When you have a certain metal in your body and get hit with a direct energy weapon, it disintegrates mm. you. That's why they're never going to find those people. They're disintegrated. Oh. So the so the metal itself amplifies the frequency and causes you to be vaporized almost instantaneously. Yeah, pretty much. Might as well get nuked. Wow. It's the same thing. Yeah, man, that is great though. And hey, by the way, I have to ask you, Jackson: Are you Russian disinformation or China disinformation? I need to know which. No, team I'm on. an American who's been paying attention for sixty years. Oh. And the New World <laughs> Order. First of all, you got to keep Trump in the trial room so he can't run, and they have right. to make their move now because they never thought yeah. Hillary would lose to Trump. And they panic, right. and they are coming full bore right now. Absolutely, Jackson. You are so correct on that. Man, thank you so much for the call. I love your passion. Don't give up the fight, man, and keep going, all right? All right, Jackson. Thank you so much for the call. Guys, this is – hey, and by the way, her name is Carol. I mean, Caroline. Uh, this lady went on and on. I mean, she does not – she didn't stop. This is like – okay, so 23 hours ago, 22 hours ago, 21 hours ago, uh, 21 hours ago – uh, 22 hours ago, 21 hours ago, 21, man, she, yesterday, whatever she was doing 21 hours ago, 20 hours ago, um, 19 hours ago, 20 hours ago, so sometime, and oh, so I guess it would have been around 4 or 5 o'clock, her time, she was on the old Twitter, she was in the old Twitter sphere, the X, X sphere, whatever you want to call it, and she was just giving everybody the business. And she doesn't have, I mean, as for someone who is actually supposedly as popular as she is, she does not get very many views on her tweets. But anyway, but yeah, Carol, Carol's not happy with you guys. So you guys got to start uh, putting up your China or Russia flags. So to show your solidarity with who your source of information comes from, or you just call yourself an American and tell her to go stuff it because she obviously has no idea what she's talking about. And here's the thing, like we've, I've said this, and I only got a couple of minutes here at the end of the show. Guys, and it, it, thank you guys for everything, and I know I've been gone a little bit. I will be gone Friday uh, because I will be at the Clay Clark event with Roseanne Barr, General Flynn, and others in Vegas at the Clay Clark event. If you guys do go to that, if you happen to be going to that, make sure you told them that Jim Price told you to buy your tickets. Um, they just they track that stuff. And anyway, but be mindful of this, guys, that we are the difference makers. We can win this. Everything is going to work out. We're going to be... Okay, we're going to be fine. Remember, okay, so one of the things I, oh, this is what I did. So I was with 107 and uh, Scott Bennett and and uh, Lloyd Brentson and all that stuff on stage this weekend. And I actually have a clip of it. Uh, I think I posted one of them out already. I got some others of really great people that did some clip work on that. And uh, if you guys want to see that interview, um, I'll post it out and so you guys can see it. Um, but we... That event and that traveling I'm doing, all these different things I'm doing because when I get up there and talk, I'm talking about your individual freedoms and your individual liberties, making you a better person, being better than you were the day before every single day. I mean, you guys have heard me say this before. And so in the middle of my what I was talking about, I said, listen, guys, 
This is what I want you to do. So put your hand over your heart. Put your hand over your heart. It's like you were a pledge of allegiance. You know, and everybody used to put like you put your hand over your heart like you put it on the left side of your chest. But in reality, your heart is just left of center, right there behind your sternum. That's why there's that big breastbone is there, is to protect those vital organs, right? And I said, listen, folks, I want you to repeat this with me. Your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart is in the right place every single day, being better than it was the day before. And I want you guys to think about that. That's the truth. That's what we're really in this for. And I talk about it on my show. If you guys watch the show, and I know you guys have been very great patriots to me. Thank you so much. But you remember we talked about the 10% we do for a neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win, I promise. And I don't make promises I can't keep. Guys, you have always had the answer. And I will tell you right now, the reason they want to kill you is because you're better than them, stronger than them. You have more mental power and abilities than you could ever even fathom. And if you start to open those up and you start to see your power, you get more power, more power, and more power, and you become unstoppable. And we come together, we win. Absolutely, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for everything you guys are doing out there. Let me try that again. Thank you guys so much for what you're doing out there. I'm Jim Price, your host here on WYSL. Don't go anywhere. we got more coming up. On See you guys tomorrow.